Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm... What the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I am Scott the Fighting Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? On this episode, I have my good friend Sophia Harnady on here, and we just talk We just talk shop. We talk OCR. We talk about food. We talk about TV shows. We talk about everything, and that's what good friends do, and a lot of it's good. We talk about some old Spartan races. We talk about Savage. We talk about Rugged. And uh, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed the interview, and I hope you will too. So here's the episode with Sophia Harnady. Sophia Harnady, what is going on with you today? Hey, Scott. Uh, Just got back from Nashville. How about you? Uh, I just got back from work. So you did stay a couple of extra days in Nashville so you could go line dancing and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, I had to put my boots and my hat to good use. That's right. All the line dancing. All of it. All down Broadway Street. See, like, it's cool because you go to these races and you like, and you'll take like a little mini vacation with it. But it seems like every time I go to a race, I go to the race and I'll hang out around the venue. And then I just go to the hotel and just chill. And it's till it's time for the next race the next day. It's like, I don't want, I don't, I, I, I usually don't have the extra energy to like go around. I want to go get a shitload of food and then, <laughs> and then go back to the hotel and like lay in my sorriness of a full belly and sore muscles and get ready for the next day. Uh, that's kind of what we did, except we went to the hotel, then we went and looked for food and we ate all the food, all the food. and then we went back to the hotel. Oh. And when you say all the food, how much did Sophia eat after the super? Well, I had six mini donuts. They they were pretty good from this place called Donut Distillery. Um, Then I had half a pizza. And I had... Like, what's what's half a pizza? Is it like a personal pan, half a pizza? Or is it like a full-size, large pizza? You could call it, like, personal size. The, the size on the menu was 12 inches, right. but it was like four slices. Right. So I ate two slices, and Ashley ate two slices, and it was gone. Right. Well, man, I pigged out, and I talked myself out of going and getting a blizzard later on because I was like, man, a blizzard would be good right now because we didn't eat until like probably like 2, yeah, it was probably like 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And I think I told you this. We went to that Miller's Ale House because we stayed in Murfreesboro or Murfreesboro or however you say it. I don't know. Our Airbnb uh, host correct us, corrected us on saying it, you don't pronounce it Lebanon. You said it Lebanon. So anyway, I went to Miller's Ale House. I had ordered 10 wings, a cheeseburger, 
and they were supposed to bring me loaded fries, but they brought me regular fries instead. And I was like, hey, what's up? You were supposed to bring me loaded fries. And she was like, okay, I forgot. And then she's like, well, just keep these fly fries and I'll bring you loaded fries too. So I ate both of them. I was, I was, I was full. But I really wanted a blizzard later on and I talked myself out of it. I was proud of myself. But sad at the gotta, same time. You got to work on that diet. You know, you can't always eat cake and ice cream, Scott. I know. I really need to work on my diet. Like, I'm up weight. I can feel it when I run. I can feel my love handles shake. I hate that. <laughs> can't stand yeah. that. So, I Sophia. Too much coffee and uh, baked goods. I know. Man, I got to really back off. And, like, so in, in our shop, in our break room... Like we we have an endless supply of like graham crackers and like these little independent these little tiny packs of peanut butter, so it's really hard in the afternoons. We'll have like a coffee break and we'll go in there and drink coffee and it's so good to dip peanut butter crackers in the coffee just to moisten it up enough to where it just melts in your mouth. It's so good. So I've been Sounds trying to good. quit doing that. Too. So Sophia, tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you're living in Alabama now. But, like, you know, I kind of know what you do for a living, but just tell us a little bit about your background. Um, yeah, well, I moved from to Alabama from El Paso, Texas, about nine years ago. Um, growing up, my family moved around a lot because my dad is in, um, he works for oil refineries. Oh, so cool. he would just pack us up and we'd move wherever he got a job. Um, I spent some time in the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and then when I was old enough for college, I went to the Air Force Academy for a few years. Um, I got out um, because my eyesight isn't great. And I ended up moving back to Texas, to El Paso, to live with my grandmother for a while. Um, went to school there, met my now wife there after many years and one day um as a joke i applied for a job in tuscaloosa alabama <laughs> um my wife's a big alabama fan oh lord i just applied didn't think i was gonna get it and i got it so we moved here that's and crazy now we're we're in alabama we're diehard bama fans i hear you so as a so y'all moved as on a joke whim applying for a job that that's crazy yeah she was getting out of the military um she was in the army right and i was just looking for new beginnings so it just worked out for both of us so cool so what did you like living at you like living in texas better or alabama better um definitely not texas it's really really hot and you can't really do a whole lot of stuff um, most of the year that involves outside, but, um, living in Texas, I was more like a partier, um, just want to be inside all the time. Moving to Alabama, I've grown to appreciate being outside. I started running and then I started OCR. So there's more I can do out here than in Texas. Um, knowing what I know now. Colorado would have probably been my favorite place to live because um, that's where all the athletes go to train. Mm -hmm. And it really is a nice place, but I was in the Air Force, so I was either doing homework or 
working out. Those were my two priorities right. at the Air Force Academy. Hmm. I know, and, and you said something about your, you didn't have good eyesight. Does that like, uh, is, I mean, is it not corrected 2020? Um, so I have a condition in my eye that's not, it can't be corrected. Uh. It's called keratoconus, where the cornea um, is in the shape of a football instead of like a, like a circle. And I did have LASIK. And I can see a whole lot better than when I couldn't see. But I still have that condition, so I was medically disqualified. Oh. So, like, can you describe, like, what what do you, what does everything look to you that's different to what it just looks? Is it just a little more blurry, just not as clear? So I can see, I can see pretty good, um, clear images like right now I'm looking at my cup that's 10 feet away and I see the Superman logo but if I try to look at a distance I can't make out like a person's face I know there's a person there right but I can't see their face so it's and more so you're more nearsighted than farsighted with that condition is what you're saying yeah and you. then at night when I get the lights in my eyes it distorts my vision so um, can't really, I don't really like to drive at night because of that. Um, but like, yeah, I can still see, I can read. I don't really use glasses except when I'm on a computer for hours. Right. Which is basically what I do every day. Um, uh, right now, I actually just got a new job at the... <clears throat> Um, health system in Alabama, UAB, right. as a project manager. Oh, wow. So it's exciting times. So are you still sitting in front of a computer? Because I know you were on your last job. <clears throat> yeah, still sitting on my computer. Now I'm in meetings, like 70% of the day. Yay. That sounds exciting. Well, going <laughs> from never having a meeting to being in meetings all day. Oh. It's a nice change of pace. Oh, I'm sure. Because didn't you used to do kind of like, kind of like a tech support, like for computers and stuff at your old job? Um, at my old old job, I used to do like help desk, so you call somebody yeah. and help them on the phone. But then the job between that one and this one, I was just an admin assistant. I, I'd help out like wherever I was needed, but most of the time, I just sat on the computer and talk to people on the internet play on discord all day (laughs) it was a full-time job (laughs) (laughs) so uh tell us like how did you find like you know you get started running and how did you like find ocr and get into that um so i want to say back in 2014 i started running just to lose weight Uh, i've never been an athlete per se um sure i enjoy playing like basketball or we used to play um laser tag when i was younger yeah. we'd run around the backyard playing laser tag and we had a whole lot of trees so it's pretty good um but i never was in the sport officially so when i started running it's just lose weight um we had a little weight bench um that we used to work out back at our old house 
And then <clears throat> my wife, she found Spartan Race, I think an ad or something on Facebook. <clears throat> so she wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go watch you do it. So we <laughs> went to the Fort Benning um, Sprint in 2016. Oh, cool. I was there. <clears throat> and me not knowing anything and seeing it was going to be like four miles or whatever, I'm like, okay, she'll be done in an hour. No big deal. <laughs> well, hour came. I didn't see her. Hour 20, I didn't see her. You know, it, the time keeps going. Hour 30, hour 45, two hours, and I finally see her in that last stretch of obstacles um, before the finish line. Right. And I was like, what took so long? (laughs) I'm sure that's what (laughs) she wanted to hear. So she told me, well, these obstacles are hard. So I told her, well, you're not going to ever do one by yourself again. Um, So in 2017 is when I officially did my first OCR. Um, I did the Atlanta um, Conyers Sprint. I did not like it. I thought, uh, I just, I was miserable the whole time. I was like, I just want to be done with this. And I got to the car and I was like, okay, well, I guess we got to go do a super now. And that's where it started for me. So I'm trying to remember back to 2017 Atlanta. I want, is that the first year? I think that might've been the first race that we had Olympus at there. It might have been, but it, it may have only, it had to, I think it was on the sprint too. Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember um, it had the big cliffhanger where you had to climb the cargo net up yeah. some steep incline. Yeah, they always have that. I bet there was a huge line too when you got there, wasn't there? Um, I think so. It's one of those races, either the Atlanta race or the Asheville Super that we were in the woods for a really long time because somebody had sprained their ankle and they were trying to get medics up there. I think that might have been Asheville because I think I remember hearing about that. That was a hard year at Asheville, too. Go around it. Yeah. Because that was a hard year at Asheville, too. That was that year that it went way up to the top of the mountain and it was hot and people were complaining about there not being water, too. Good times. We were looking back at our athletes um, today or yesterday, actually, and we finished that one in like six hours. Oh, wow. So we, we were noobs back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think my first sprint, I mean, I did it with some friends, you know, and I know we, we stayed at the slip wall and helped people up for a long time, too. And, I mean, it took us two hours on our first sprint, and it was at, at Atlanta. But I want to say it might have been like a four-mile sprint. It was back when the sprint the sprints were never three miles. You know, if I, I remember hearing about a sprint being three miles, and it might have been the one that was it. it. It was the Fayetteville sprint, but they had it. It was more at the base, and they actually, like, ran on the beach, and it was a, a full three miles, I think. And I was like, whoa, that's really short, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, you know, and I never expected that your wife was the one that got you into Spartan racing. I thought it was the other way around. No, she she got me into it. She's she's more, she's tougher than me. So she right. wants to do all the hard stuff. Um, I guess I started her running because she, she also wasn't a runner until I started running. 
Um, but she wanted to use all the weightlifting to do something else. So she got me into it. But you're the OCR honk though, right? I am the self-proclaimed OCR (laughs) honk. Yes. (laughs) I thought this was just something you drug Ashley to because, you know, you were going to do it and I didn't know that she was the one that actually got you into it. See, I'm learning all this cool stuff about you. So, uh, yeah. no, go ahead. does she still enjoy it as much as you? I know she ran Nashville with you this past weekend. She does, um, to a certain extent. She does not like water obstacles. She will skip those. <laughs> Why doesn't she like and the water obstacles? She doesn't like to be muddy. Oh. Well. And it's like, you sign up for a party race. <laughs> you sign up for any OCR, you're going to get muddy. And she doesn't so need she, to do a Tough Mudder then. She skipped all the water obstacles for Tough Mudder that we did. How do you um, do that? Because aren't April. like all of them, almost all of them are water obstacles. Yeah, well, I mean, she just walked around. <laughs> Which Tough uh, Mudder did y'all do? The Atlanta one? Yeah, we did the Atlanta one. Um, we did the 5K in 19. Mm-hmm. And then we did the most recent one, the Classic. That's the one that was, was it like... Was it cold or was it just there raining? Was like, a, like a tornado that happened. That's that right. Yeah, I knew something bad happened with the weather. Yeah, it ha- apparently it had been cold, but we got there like midday and it started to warm up. So it's perfect um, race weather. I was signed up to do that race, but we decided to go to Palm Beach and do the sprint weekend down there. And the weather was perfect down there. <laughs> well, we got to take advantage of that season pass. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what we did. And actually, I'd forgot that I'd signed up for that Tough Mudder. And then we'd already made plans to go to Spartan. And I was like, crap, you know. But And they were they were cool about it. I just told them, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make this race. And I was like, is there any way I could use it for another race? And they let me sign up for it next year. So I was like, cool. But Cool. Well, I might join you. My sister gave me her ticket. Um, she was going to do the DC Tough Mudder. Right. Um, but she's not going to do it. So she transferred it to me. So I'm looking for another Tough Mudder to do next year. Oh, cool. Let's do that because they got rid of the tougher wave. So, I mean, that was what I was signed up for, but I couldn't sign up for it because it wasn't on there. And I figured, well, maybe they'll just change it. And now they decided that they're not going to do tougher waves anymore. So let's do that. Let's plan on running that together. That'll be cool. Okay, I'll, ha- I'll have to make a note on my calendar since I'm so busy with meetings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it is, but I'm pretty. I, th- I think it's in April sometime. Yeah, it's in April, late April, I think. Yeah, but I saw that they're, good. they're even going to uh, they're going to do it at the WW Motocross Park in uh, Jacksonville. They're going to have a tough mutter there too. Yeah, I had seen that, um, but luckily. They're doing the crossover one in December right. with Spartan. So I'm going to get to do a Tough Mudder and a Spartan with my my internet friends. That'll be cool. I know I hate I'm going to miss that weekend. I wonder how it's all going to work out, you know, because you know you're going to have to, your pass isn't going to cover for your Tough Mudder entries, so you're going to have to pay for that. I just wonder, like, would you be able to go there and do a trifecta and still be able to do, like, maybe one or two Tough mutters? It would be hard. You have to be really fast. Yeah. You have to get through the beast 
then go do the classic. Right. Then the next day you got to do the super sprints. And if you want to do the 10K or the 5K, that's a tough mutter. Is that what they're doing? There's a 10K and a 5K on the Sunday? Yeah. Man, you know that's going to be a party down there. That's going to be like the epic end event of the year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I wonder how they're going to split the venue because I don't imagine it's going to cross um, yeah. or they're going to share obstacles or anything. Well, didn't they? I forget what interview it was, but they said something about they were going to have like the main stage for each brand kind of like butt up beside yeah. each other. So it's going to kind of be like a shared festival area, which I think that would just be cool. <clears throat> I like. Yeah. What a cool OCR celebration to have at the end of the year. It would be cool if they did it annually, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll get to experience, and then I'll report back. All right. So what other races do you have for the rest of the year? Um. Well, got a little break right now. Um, I did Savage last year, uh, last, last, last week. Um, and then I did Nashville this weekend and I thought about doing Atlanta, but it was just too much, um, driving back and forth. How far is that drive from Tuscaloosa to Atlanta? It's like three and a half hours. That's not bad. Well, to Conyers, it's like four hours. Yeah, because Conyers, that's what sucks is you got to drive all the way through Atlanta to get there, too. Yeah. We, coming back from Nashville, it rained, like, the whole way back, and we got in, like, four bad traffic jams coming back. It was awful. Yeah, it, like, downpoured. We went to lunch, and it was just, the bottom fell out again. Um, but on the way home yesterday, um, I don't think we encountered any rain. It looked like storms were rolling in, but we didn't get any rain. Did y'all get stuck in the parking lot trying to get out of there? No, I was worried about it, but no, I didn't get stuck. We almost Um, did, and I'm sure tons of people were getting stuck by the end of the day, because that, that parking lot was turning into a mud pit. Well, we got stuck at the Carolina beast um at tyron right um that first day we got stuck like some (laughs) poor guy had to come help me and teach me how to unstick the car and then after we did that like we're we're cold we're wet we're shivering i have the heat form on full blast and then the wouldn't let us leave because what I heard was some kid Ooh, got I lost. Remember that. I remember and that. And we were stuck in the parking lot for like an hour. Because I was inside and I remember they weren't even letting people walk out of the festival area because they couldn't find this kid. I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> did Did Ashley do that race with you too? Yeah, she did the, that day, uh, that Saturday. She let me do it, the Beast on Sunday by myself. Oh, so you didn't do the Saturday race? No, I did the Saturday race. Oh, you did the Saturday race? Yeah, so you, I, I don't let her run by herself. Right. So you did Beast back-to-back? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We were signed up to do the Beast, but after the Ultra. And and it's like you, you talk about, you know, she doesn't like to get in the water obstacles. The only thing I don't like about getting in the water obstacles is I wear contacts. And sometimes if the, if the water's, like, really muddy, 
like it'll just ruin my contacts and that night after the ultra my contacts were shot so you know i threw them away you know and went to bed because i and then I, I woke up the next morning and I, and I didn't have an extra pair in my bag and i usually always have an extra pair in my little you know where i keep all my toothpaste and all stuff like that so all i had was glasses and i'm like i'm not about to try to run a beast with glasses yeah. yeah that's right you passed me on your second lap you were flying down that muddy hill oh yeah we had just started and oh I'm you like, had just started stop. yeah we had just started yeah because i think me and brian we went through there together and like it was so just muddy and slippery it was a different race on that second lap i remember sliding down a mud hill and bouncing my ass off a rock and my ass was sore the rest of the race <laughs> well i guess better from a rock than something else yeah they ended up like closing a section of that uh beast course um yeah i think after the, I the hill to go back up to the um rings or whatever yeah. they had closed out by the time we we came around man and that was such an awesome venue too and and people you know i mean we're having suffer fest out there just because of the weather but i mean i was it, i mean by the time i got to that last barbed wire crawl on the second lap i was ready for it to be over but i mean i still felt pretty good i had like a i had like a little bit of pain in my leg but um I like that course, even though it was a mud fest towards the end. And the next day, watching people do it, I can't imagine what that course was like the next day you did it. What was it like? It wasn't too bad. Um, I mean, it was muddy. But with it not being raining, it was enjoyable to a degree. Um, it's cold. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of carnage. Um yeah, it was a pretty good course. Because I, I come back and just <clears throat> hung out, and we spectated for a little bit. And we were just kind of watching. I was hanging out with Bruce because his girlfriend Sarah was running the sprint. And, man, it was just like they were running through the mud, and they were sliding all over the place and losing their balance. It was it was entertaining, entertaining to watch. But... And then they were starting in that puddle that was like a foot yeah. deep. I was like, man. Yes, that was ridiculous. Like, I know I'm going to get wet. <laughs> Let me make it at least 100 feet before you throw me into the water. I know. Like, that first day, or that Saturday, you know, when it started, it rained all day. Like, when we started that ultra, it just started sprinkling and when we were in the corral and it never stopped it rained all day long it never like yeah. poured but it was just a drizzle all day long and i remember like when i got done with the race i went and got my bag and i was like i'm gonna go change in the you know go in the men's changing room and change and i mean you could barely open it up because there were so many people in there just trying to get warm and I was like, screw this. So I just went and got in the back of Michael's truck because he's got a camper top on his uh, on his truck. I just changed in the back of his truck just to get some dry clothes on. And that yeah, was yeah. We did something similar because um, we went into the ladies' changing room too, and it wasn't like packed, but there were just people just 
hanging around in there to not right. go outside. Yeah. So I tried to change, but nobody was moving. So I just took out uh, my top layer of clothes, and I was like, "We'll just go get dressed um, in the car because I got like I have a SUV, so I can lift the back up, right? And it'll give us some cover." Yeah. That's the only way I was gonna be able to change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, now we don't have changing tents anymore. Yeah. I've started just looking for a clean porta john and just close the lid on it so I can put my bag there. And I've just been changing in the uh, porta johns. Leanne's got one of those, uh, what are they called? The shower togas? Yeah. She bought me one, but I don't know where it's at. (laughs) Well, so. Me and Ashley, we were at Rugged um, back in August. Right. And we saw this guy pull out this, like, standing tent thing where you can change in there. Like, he yeah. took it out, set it up, even had, like, his little shower bag to, like, rinse off. And I'm like, that's, like, a genius idea. Yeah. Why don't we get one? So we bought one. They're not bad. They're, like, 20 bucks, And they fold up, and you can just put it in your back seat or whatever. And then it's tall enough that you'd fit in there and you can change and stuff. <clears throat> Isn't that like one of those things like you go camping with and you use it for like a bathroom or something? Um, yeah, I guess you could use it as a restroom. I mean, the, the bottom is open, but it's got those tall sides. Right. Isn't it like super hard to like fold back up and put in that bag though? Well, we didn't use it this weekend, so uh. I'm not sure. <laughs> But it it's very flat and right. portable. Yeah. But if I use it, I will let you know how it works out. All right, cool. Yeah, I remember. But at that on that Saturday in Carolina, you know, I had I that was one race where I was prepared. I had my rubber boots and I had my big, huge, like golfing umbrella. You know, the bigger ones. And I had my good hoodie, too, so I was warm just walking around, staying dry with my umbrella. And people were just giving me eat shit looks because they didn't have an umbrella and good boots. And I was just like, yep, I'm cool, and you're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you got, you, you ordered the driver robe, right? Yeah, man, I was and just now thinking. you got that, so you can just walk around with your driver robe next I was thinking, man, it'd have been cool to have a dry robe at that race. That was like, out of all the races I've been to, that was a dry robe race. Absolutely. Yeah, it was freezing when we left. Well, because you're soaked to the bone. Yeah. And then you're just waiting in wet clothes. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's I was waiting for Leanne to uh, finish. So I actually walked over there. I think it was wherever they come up that hill. And I think you had to do sandbag, hercoist, and then do the final gauntlet gauntlet up there so i was waiting on her there so i just walked beside her for the rest of the race with my umbrella <laughs> were you holding it over her yeah uh i don't remember if i was or not <laughs> i may have been well but, that that was nice of you to do that i know i'm a gentleman i'm trying to you know bring it back <clears throat> so uh you did your first ultra in was your first ultra fayetteville Oh, my first Spartan Ultra was Fayetteville, yeah. Right. So how did that go? Because Ashley did it with you, right? She did. Um, so I remember y'all arriving late because I was looking for you. 
Yeah, we, we had to go pick up Theo. Well, I offered to pick up Theo to take him um, and let his wife sleep because she wasn't running the beast until like 9 or something. Right. And I'm like, well, we got to be there at 6.45 and Theo has to be there at 6.15. So it, it kind of like makes sort of sense. <clears throat> so um, we were running a little bit late from leaving the house. So you're blaming it on Theo is what you're saying. No, I'm blaming it on <laughs> us arriving a little, leaving a little bit late. Oh, so that, so, um, we wake up. I wake up. I get ready. I eat my breakfast and everything, and then my wife's alarm goes off, so she can get up and get ready. Well, she's gotta get all taped up. She forgot scissors, oh, and no. there weren't any scissors at at the Airbnb. <clears throat> so I'm like, well, what do we do? So. I get a knife. I start cutting strips of the tape for her to get taped up. Doing my best. So she finally gets all taped up and eats and everything. So we leave. I stopped at Walgreens just in case it was open to see if they had scissors. But it was closed. (laughs) So then we went to pick up Theo. And then he was ready. So we got in the car. I dropped him off by the registration since I still had to park. Right. So he can make his wave. And we got there just as your guys' wave was getting called in. But I didn't see you. I didn't even see him um, either. So right. I did see Leanne walking around. I don't think she saw me. But she did see me. Or I saw her. Mm-hmm. Um. So my ultra. Well, I was pretty ready. I think I was pretty ready. Um. I had been training with Kirk since March for it. So I felt pretty confident that I could get done by like eight hours or so if I kept running. Right. And I really wanted to test out um, how well my obstacle proficiency has improved. Um, So the first lap, it went pretty good. We were running at a decent pace. Um, that ultra loop where they had us walk through like this swamp. chest high swamp yeah. area, that was disgusting. Yeah, it was. Because that was like, I mean, you could tell that water just been sitting there stagnant for years. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what's in here. I can't see anything. And we go get in here. Anyways, we, we got through it. Did the ultra loop. Um, got back to the wall, and, and I saw Corey. First time I, I've met Corey, he's like, hey, Sophia. I'm like, oh, hey, guy. Yeah. He's like, it's me, Corey. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, Corey. And he kept running. Um, I think that so, was the first race I met Corey at, too, because we, we talked for, like, the first two miles of the Super on the next day. We had fun. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a good, good guy. I know, um, I he like came Corey. up to me at transition and took my picture. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm an internet celebrity now. You are. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, uh, on the first lap, I had all these um, ag, these beast ag waivers pass me by. It was getting a little annoying because right. they were like sort of being a little bit rude about it and we're like we're just here trying to do an ultra like don't be rude about it yeah they weren't saying on your left or anything (laughs) no they were just like 
Like, you know, when you're really annoyed with people in front of you, you just swerve around them and, but make it like really obvious that you're like annoyed with them. Kind of like when you pass somebody on the, on the, on the right side, when you're, when they're in the fast lane, they won't get over. Yes. (laughs) So there were a few like that, but whatever, we got through that part and then we got to Twister. Now, I've never gotten Twister, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. I always get, like, stuck in the middle. Yeah. But this time, I got it, so I was really happy about that. Oh, that's it gave awesome. me a little bit extra boost. Um, so then, what else? We got to that those last five miles on the first lap, and it seemed to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it, like, took you into... The woods by the box and stairway to Sparta. Yep. You know, that part was just took forever. Yeah. Um, so finally made it to transition. The ultra males had passed us, had passed us um, around the box area. Oh, wow. So we're like, well, we, we got lapped by the ultras, elites. I didn't um, laugh. I you. really thought Hannah was gonna pass me. Huh. So, I'm, so I told Ashley, "Hey, if, if Hannah comes up, I'm gonna take off with her for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna leave you, but I'm gonna take off for a little bit. I'm not gonna leave you, but I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. I'll wait for you. <laughs> but anyways, we made it to transition. Um, it was like five hours in, and right before the transition was a. Uh, um, shower area, so I washed off my shoes so I could change them. Because um, my socks ripped Ooh. at one point. So I was getting a nasty blister in my heel and Ooh. I had to change. What uh, kind of socks were I you wearing? Extra. So we um, can I had shame the, the darn tough um, compression ones. Were you able to like send them back? Because don't they have like a lifetime warranty or something? Yeah, you can send them back and get a replacement. Um, right. I just threw them away. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, but I, I have sent other socks back and they've I'll replace them. Right. Mudgear does the same thing. I don't know if it's lifetime, but they sent me replacement socks before. Yeah, Mudgear's done that for me. I always said the Mudgear socks would always like get a hole in the heel part, like where your Achilles is at. That's where I'd always get a hole in those. I got one like where my nail is on my big toe. Right, it's just weird. But, and now I, I pretty much all I run in now is those Gingy, the toe socks. And I, I guess when I run, I put a lot of pressure down on my big toe. Because underneath my big toe, I will wear a hole in, in the sock right there. Yeah, I think I switched from my Darn Tough to my Gingy um, socks for the second lap. Um, and I switched to, I took off my Hoka's and I put on my VJ's, which were a whole lot better, honestly. Right. Um, so yeah, we started the second lap. We spent a good, like 25 minutes in transition, just changing and getting ourselves back together. I know they say not to do that, but (laughs) I was not racing by myself. Right. So we finally went and and by this point, um, Ashley just could not run anymore. I'm like, okay, we'll just, we'll just keep walking. We're going to, we're five hours in, we can finish this way before the cutoff. Oh yeah. So we basically walked the second lap 
Um, I bet that was a long second lap. Is is very long. Hmm. We we only stopped two times though, so that's well, pretty that's good. good. Um, I got Tyro Tyrolean. Um, I've never gotten it before. I was close one time, but I fell. But I got it this time. Cool. Um, I skipped Peter the second lap because by the time we got to Peter, I was just exhausted. Yeah. But not Peter Twister. I did get Beater on my second lap. Oh, cool. So I was excited about that. I never got it before. Beater's a fun obstacle. I like it. Yeah, I tried to get it this um, weekend, but my momentum technique wasn't working too well. So, But I know I can get it, so I'm putting it all together for Central Florida to get all of them. <clears throat> and then... Um, that last gauntlet of obstacles, Ashley's Ashley just went off like towards the finish line. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just run this last section, huh. and I was just like running that last like half a mile. Like people were like, "You're not tired?" I'm like, "No, I just want to finish." Uh. So I was running and running and running, and I get to the monkey bars, and then Britt was there and Corey was there, and that pumped me up. So I got through the monkey bars, and. Then I got to the finish line, expecting to see Ashley waiting for me because she had like a good five minute head start. Man, she just ditched you, didn't she? <laughs> she just like came um, came down the A frame and stuff, and I'm like, "Where were you?" And she's like, "Oh, I saw you pass me, but I didn't want to stop you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well." So we both finished our first ultra. That's awesome. I want to go do another one and see how I can do by myself. But right. I don't know which one I'm going to do yet. <clears throat> you bring it back to Carolina, man. I might, just because it's more or less the closest one to me, and it's the flattest one. Yeah. It's hillier uh, but than But Montana Fayetteville, would though. be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm hoping we'll have better weather, because I think that would be a really great ultra with with good weather. And just simply because of the fact... It's no steep mountain course, but it's hilly enough to where it breaks it up from just a flat running course, which was the way Fayetteville was. You could run the whole Fayetteville race pretty much. Yeah, I only had those two like was, really steep inclines, yeah. like really next, right next to each other anyways. Yeah, that was on the other side of that road we had to go under. Yeah, yeah. but it was a good first ultra. It took us 11 hours. But we both finished, um, and we both got our belt buckle. And I'm excited to try some more. Uh, I think I'm more of a endurance athlete than a sprint type of person. Yeah. Even though sprints are fun, but sometimes I'm like, <laughs> that's all I got to do. Yeah. Yeah, the ultras to me, I just enjoy being on the course for a long time. It makes it fun, and there's kind of more adrenaline to it because you know it's a longer race, and things can go good or things can go bad, you know, and especially, like, if you go to, like, Killington, like, you know, it'll go good the first lap, and then the second lap, you're like, I'm so done with this, you know. It's just all mental. It's like there's more than just doing the race. There's there's more what-ifs in the ultra, and I think that's what I like about the ultra the most. 
Yeah, that's how I was at Blue Ridge. It was like more mental after that big climb that we had in the beginning. Oh yeah. That fire road, it was it was all in my head. Oh, my, I was so dumb. My watch wasn't calculating the distance right. Oof. So Mine I just either. put on I put on the running public and I just listened to that until I finished because I was so miserable. My shoes were hurting because I didn't have the right shoes. Mm. Um, what kind I, of shoes I, did you use? Uh, well, I was wearing my VJ Max for that one. Right. Just because I figured, well, we didn't have any OCR races last year, and I had bought them right as a pandemic started. So, and I, well, these are supposed to be good for ultras, but they were terrible on that uh, fire road. And it was like 10 miles of that. I know. To me, I was so done. I was running so good that first 15 miles. And when I got to that fire road, I was like, when does this end? You know, I was yep. like, I was so over that fire road. And like yep. this year, they changed up the course. So the course isn't that same course for this year's race. Because Michael's going and doing it. I'm not doing it. But <laughs> but he said it's not the same course as it was uh, last year. But... Uh, I wonder if they're still going to take him up that huge climb. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm sure yeah, they'll, they'll do Those first 15 miles were pretty good. Well, because Matt was there with me um, and his friend Dario. So we were just yeah. joking and whatnot. But then him and Dario took off right. and left me alone with my thoughts. <laughs> and the running public. <laughs> and the running public. So much Bracken and Kirk in my head. Right. But I mean, you're right. The trail running part of of that race was great. But when you got to that fire road, it was just like, okay, this is boring and it's a letdown. I mean, there's cars passing us on this road, you know. But uh it was fun and I liked running across that bridge at the end. That was pretty cool too. Yeah. And hitting that pavement and being able to pick up some good speed right before the end, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I just feel like I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah. That's like my first real ultra, so. That was a good one, for sure. Yeah. It feels like all my memorable races have been in the rain, though. Because <laughs> that one was rainy yeah, it when was. it started. And rainy when we finished. Yeah, it was. I forgot. Um, yeah. Fayetteville, it rained, too. Uh, not a, like for a long time, but it rained. Yeah. Fayetteville was hot, yeah. though. It wasn't that hot in the morning. Like, it was good until, like, 11 when it started to get hot. Yeah, it, it definitely could have been worse. I think it was a blessing that that race was a little overcast. But you're right, around lunchtime, it was, like, full sun for a little while. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I had a hat and everything in transition, so I put that on. Just because I didn't want to get more sunburned. So you didn't wear a junk band? You wore a hat? That just doesn't sound like you at all. I had a junk band <laughs> under my hat, which was under my Spartan headband. Sophia, how many junk bands headbands do you have? I got like 20 or 25. I have an addiction. Yeah. Every race I see you wearing a different junk headband. Yeah. I, all my internet friends keep sending me stuff. Yeah, I sent you a couple too. <laughs> yeah. I, I did wear the pirate run this morning on my run. I know. I thought that was cool. I didn't know if you'd like it or not, but I was like, this one looks cool. I would like it. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Well, I do like Pirates of the Caribbean, so it was a good pick. I know I almost got you the one that had Hombre on it, the gorilla. I thought that was a cool one, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them, too. Yeah, I mean, every few months I get an email, hey, new junk bands. And I'm like, well, can I just buy another one? Yeah. Man, I don't know what it is, but, like, to me, I just feel like if I'm wearing a headband, it's just, I feel like it's making me hotter. Like, as soon as I get a chance, like, they were giving me shit at the start line because I already had my headband around my neck on the sprint. And, like, you know, the guy, the MC that's announcing us to go, you need to wear your headband at all times. And Corey's like, he's like, yeah, Scott. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll put it on just because y'all said something, you know. And I'm like, before, I think I pulled it down around my neck when we started going up that hill. I was like, I just can't, I can't. It just makes me feel so hot. And when you pull that headband down and you feel that wind from running just hit your forehead, it feels so good. <clears throat> but uh, See, I'm the opposite. Like, I need something to hold my hair because if my hair gets on my face, it kind of creeps me out. Like, yeah. it feels like spider webs. <laughs> so the junk band keeps my hair in place. I know sometimes when my ponytail like hit the back of my neck just right, I'll be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. I think there's some spider or bug following me or something. Yeah. And all, all my trail runs the are like in the morning, so all the cobwebs are like intact. So just running through cobwebs. Oh, man, I hate that. They stick into the you. It's, it's just like a creepy feeling for me. Yeah, one of the trails I go and run on a lot, like if you get there early in the morning, there's always like spider webs everywhere. So I'll be like, run five miles and I've got a stick in my hand that I'm just sitting there just running with just to knock them down at the same time. I hate running through spider webs, man. It's the worst. I need to try that. Just wave the stick around. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I don't care. I don't want those spiders crawling on me. <laughs> So earlier you said that you, you were training with uh, Kirk from the Running Public. Like, how, how have you been liking that? You think it's helping a lot? Yeah, well, it got me through Fayetteville. And I think all the grip-specific exercises helped me get through those obstacles. Um, oh, so you're doing the strength part too? Or does he program that in your training too? I did the Running Public strength plan on its own. So I, I had um, Kirk just do the running for me. Right. And then I signed up for their strength plan. Oh, cool. So I was doing that for a while, up until a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, but then I took a break from Kirk because I was just tired. Right. Um, like, training wasn't fun. I was still getting it done, but it's like, this is miserable. I just want it to be over. So I took, like, a good two or three months break from real structure training. Right. And I just got back with him um, this week, actually, so he can help me get ready for Central Florida. Gotcha. See if I can be faster. Right. Um, He's pretty good. Pretty much what they preach on the podcast about having easy days, um, then those hard quality days, um, and working on the little things like, carries and hill workouts 
and um, ladder workouts. He he programs all that stuff yeah. <clears throat> into my week. And now he's doing my strength too, but it's very similar to the running public's strength plan. Right. Is there a lot of hills close to where you live, or is it pretty flat? It's very hilly in my neighborhood. Um, I actually have a hill just down the street. They're, they cleared out this whole area to build, but they haven't built anything. So I just run up and down the hill, and I can get a good 1,000 feet in an hour. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty hilly. It's not nothing to write home about. It's not Killington or anything. Right. Shoot, but there's no hills get me, around here. It'll get me some incline training. Yeah, that's cool. I wish there were some more hills down here. The only thing that's hilly down here is the overpasses, really. And there's just not much there. I can get a little bit more around where uh, Leanne lives. It's a little more hillier where she lives at. But uh, it'd be nice to live kind of more in North Georgia, you know, where there's some more just good long trails where there's a lot of hills and climbing. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, every time we go up to Tennessee try to find some good trails. Chattanooga has some really good, like, hilly mountain trails. Yeah. Getting close to the oh. Smokies around there, too. Yeah. Like, Y'all should go to Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge and, and go up there for, like, a week and just go to, like, all the different trails that are around there. There's some really cool trails there, too, and lots of good yeah. restaurants. I love it up there. We got um go by one one day we love going to nashville like that's my favorite city what do you um, but what do you what do you like about nashville so much just the variety of things you can do so i don't like live music so, so downtown nashville is a no for me right but they have so much different kinds of food um nick found us this uh, food hall, assembly food hall. It yeah. had a little bit of everything. It had like Italian, Thai, Mediterranean, um, oh, that's cool. desserts. It had like so much stuff. I've, I've never been to this place, but it, I'm definitely going back there next time I go. Um, they have really cool bouldering gyms. We went bouldering on Friday when we got there. Oh, cool. Um, they got trails, they got dog parks, they got history um they got the university too there's just like so much to do uh without being such a big city like atlanta yeah um atlanta's huge compared to nashville but nashville's bigger than like birmingham for me see i mean i guess i'm i don't mind going to like uh, you know big cities like go to races but like you know, and there's a lot of good places to eat in Atlanta, but to me, it's not worth the trouble of driving into all that mess and traffic to go to any of them. Maybe the Vortex. I love the Vortex. They have the great burgers, but like you got to pay to park to go to a restaurant and you have to look in the different parking lots to find a place to park. It's just, it's rough. Yeah, downtown Nashville is like that, but, like, if you just go, like, we were in East Nashville for the donuts and the pizza, and then we were in West-ish Nashville um, to get Korean food, so. Oh, cool. It wasn't too bad from where we were staying, because we stayed at Mount Juliet, 
because yeah. it's like halfway between the venue and Nashville. Yeah. That's only like a 25-minute drive. Oh, that's not bad. <clears throat> I ate at a Korean barbecue place one time, and I forget what it, it was on the north uh, northwest end of Atlanta, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty daggum good. But you sound like me. Like, anytime I go on a trip, like, I'm looking at all the different restaurants on TripAdvisor, like, what's in the town and looking at the pictures of the food and stuff. I guess I'm kind of a foodie, but not, like, fancy food. Like, I'm looking for, like, the shit that's going to, like, be like, damn, that was good, but it's, like, really bad for you. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, Ashley always makes a list. Wherever we go, she'll make a list. We we just happened to go to this Korean restaurant because we went there last time, and it was delicious. So I, I love Korean food. So I'm like, we got to go there on Friday. I don't care what else we do. We're going to eat Korean food on Friday, and we might go climbing on Friday too. And then we'll have a banh mi for dinner, which we did have a banh mi. Oh, cool. <clears throat> All right, Sophia. We're getting on about an hour, and you know I always ask these same questions to everybody that comes on the show. So, What's two, my favorite color? No. <laughs> <laughs> but what is your favorite color? Let me guess. Your favorite color is purple. No, it's not purple. Damn. What is it? It's red. 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 Some would say crimson. Oh. A fancy red color then. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Crimson Tide. Oh, I get you. All right. Yeah. Okay, so to this day, what's been your most favorite race and why? Okay, so it's a toss-up. Um, it's either Rugged Maniac or another or a more local race called Panther Race. Um, Rugged Maniac, because the festival area is so much fun. It is fun. I don't even really do festival things, but it's so much fun that I want to hang out. Right. And then they had the multi-lap option, which I did this year. Oh, cool. And it's a lot of fun just going around the course, coming back, and doing it all over again. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And then this other race, um, it's called Panther Race. It's like north of Birmingham here in Alabama. Right. Um, they have, like, really cool obstacles. It's about, uh, I would say it's a 5K, a little bit more. But they have really cool obstacles. They have a zip line. They have, um, I guess, a traverse on ropes. Not so much Tyrolean because you're not hanging, but right. you can walk on ropes. Um, oh, that's they cool. They got some lily pads. Uh, it's, it's also, like, at a motocross BMX um, kind of park, but they do have cool trail systems. Right. And they also have a multi-lap option. That's cool. Rugged is fun. It's like, it's one of those races, you know, they got all those inflatable things on it. It's like, it's almost like a big adult kids race. Almost like those obstacles are like super fun. And, you know, they have just a couple that are kind of like grip challenging, but the rest of them are just like funzy obstacles and it's it, and that was a cool race i've only done it one time you know because it seems like it's always like the weekend before another race or something like west virginia i think but that's a rugged is a definitely a fun race like most people probably do a spartan sprint for their first ocr but to me rugged is probably the best entry ocr race i think 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's not as intimidating as other races. Right. Um, we did our first rugged. Um, we went up to Connecticut to see my wife's family and my brother, um, and they had a rugged in Southwick. I guess that's the home of rugged, and it was a lot of fun. It, yeah. it was a motocross park. But I had so much fun when it came to Atlanta. I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do the multi-lab. This is, this is the only thing I want to do. Yeah. So. <clears throat> what do you think about the Savage race you did a couple weeks ago? Did you like it? So I don't hate Savage, but Savage is the hardest race, it in is. my opinion. It's very hard. Um, I've done like a whole lot of like different brand OCRs just to try them all. But Savage is definitely the hardest I've ever done. The Colossus slide is super fun, though. It is, except if you have a fear of heights. Like, <laughs> I have to talk myself into doing it. Um, but I, I got through Sawtooth this time. Oh, cool. Which I was excited about. That's a hard and obstacle, then, too. Yeah. Well, I think it was more like, okay, I've done the... Um, Kong, the I think it's called Kong at Tough Mudder, right? And it's kind of similar, except it's got the wheels at the end, yeah. So I got up pretty good, and it was just coming down that I just had to hold on. Um, and then I tried Wheel World in Battering Bird. Hannah was there trying to give me some tips, but I just I didn't have anything left in me. It's a hard race. Yeah. And and Wheel World's one of those obstacles too where you're you're like, in theory, this should be an easy obstacle, but like if you hit one of those wheels wrong and it's just you you're not moving at all and it's just and you're trying to make it do something and it's like it's doing the opposite. I figured out this time that if that happens, you reach back and grab the wheel you just come from and then you can make yourself get rotation on the the wheel where you want to go by going back, stopping your momentum, and and pushing off of the last wheel to get momentum to turn the way you want to go. Which yeah, Hannah said that if you like twist your core instead of trying to swing, if you twist, it also helps with the momentum. I'll have to try that too. And it doesn't help to, or it doesn't hurt to have block off strength, but I, I don't have that yet. Mm. <clears throat> you did good at, at the rig, though. I think you got it the second time. Yeah, well, the first time I tried to do it, like, uh, what's the guy's name that always does the savage obstacles? I can't think of his name. Uh, I tried to do it like he did, where he lacheted and grabbed that net. And I made it to the net, but like I didn't grab anything and I just fell to the ground. And, and then I saw somebody else just reach out and put their leg in the net and bring the net to them. And I'm like, I'm going to yeah, try that. Yeah. And that worked good. And when we did the blitz lap, I got it on the, on the first try. But I, did, I mean, I did it the same way. I didn't lache to that net. I'm not good at lacheing. It's like when I try to lache, it's like I go up. When I let go, I don't let I don't go out. It's like I wait too late to let go or something. I don't know. I need to work on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that technique. Like I can swing, like you see the the people swing really high and stuff to get the next bar, but yeah. I can't let go at both hands. Yeah. 
but yeah, man, their rigs are are sick, you know. But like when we went back out on the blitz lap, like I think they only had three lanes that were still set up for pro. Like they had made the rest of the rig like super easy. I think they even made it to where on one section you only went halfway across it and it was just rings. You went rings to a bell and the bell was only like half of the distance of the whole rig. So that's cool that they do that and they understand that, you know, all of these people that are just coming out here that may be their first race, we're going to make this different levels to where like there was like four different, you know, rigs right there on the same rig, you know, a different combination of grab holds you could do and go through it. So I think that's pretty cool that they know it's hard and they change it up before the open waivers come through there to, you know, that way they don't feel just totally defeated by it. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think Spartan could do something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's another conversation for a different day. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, and people talk about how, you know, well, Spartan's obstacles are easy, blah, blah, blah. But if you go to Spartan and it's your first race, and you go up to the twister, and it may be a two or three section twister. Twister is not an easy obstacle for, you know, somebody who's doing their first race, and neither is Olympus, you know? Yeah. You know, I think the reason why people always say, well, Spartan obstacles are easy, and it's because they don't change them. So it's like you figure out a way to, you know, to get good at it, and it and it becomes easy. And then people think, oh, well, I got this. And then they fuck up and fall off the Z-Wall like I did at Nashville this past weekend. <laughs> it was slippery. Like It was. The minute we got in, um, past the, which one was it? Helix, I think. It just started pouring. Right. So we got to Z-Wall. I couldn't hang on. Like, it's not something I fall off of. Yeah. But I just could not hang on. My feet were fine. Just those holds. Yeah. It's definitely hard to hold on to those wooden blocks when it's raining. But, yeah. But shoot, I was seeing people doing burpees at Helix when I went through there because it was already just wet and muddy. And I thought that would, that's something I, I don't think I've ever seen people doing burpees at Helix in a race, not in a competitive wave. But, I, f- I forgot to hit the bell at Helix on the <laughs> Super. Like... I don't know, I was talking to Ashley because she was like behind me or something. And I was trying to tell her how to get through it because she hasn't done Helix right. all very often. So I'm telling her how to do it. And I get off and I just keep walking. I'm like, oh, I forgot to hit the bell. I know, it's kind of like pipe layer. The bell's on pipe layer. And I'm like, why is there even a bell on this? Isn't it just kind of like a, a crawl tube in a way? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm sure somebody's probably you know, slipped up and their foot's come off a pipe and they've touched the ground, you know, but, you know. <clears throat> I know one time I hit my head on the bell, not, I, I hit it with my hand first and then it come back and hit me in the head when I was, I was trying to get out of pipe layer. <laughs> yeah, I think I've hit my head too. Yeah. And I'm pretty short. <laughs> okay, Sophia, so out of all the races you've done, what race have you disliked the most and why? Uh, so very recently I did, um, another race. Um, I don't know if they're national or 
semi-national or something like that. It's called Mud Factor. Right. And that was the worst race experience I've ever had. I think I've heard of um, it. I've never done one. We signed up um, in 2019, so we were just trying to use the code. But it didn't start until 12. That's like when the first wave started. It was so hot that day. And it was at another motocross park. Right. And basically, they had you go around the course. There were a couple walls, a low crawl, an A-frame. There was nothing challenging. But it was so hot. They had <laughs> one water station. Oh, wow. With hot water that was sitting in a gallon in the sun oh wow it was the worst race i've ever done how long was it like 5k it's a 5k it was two laps of the course oh wow there's nothing exciting about it like if it was your first ocr i don't think you'd want to try different ones oh wow (laughs) was it expensive um i don't know i didn't pay for it (laughs) I mean, Ashley paid for it, so. Right. <laughs> but I definitely would have rather spent my Sunday running on the trails. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, so I made up a couple of questions that I just wanted to ask you here at the end. So. If you were just stupid rich, I mean stupid rich, like one of the richest people in the world, like what is something that you would pay somebody to do that, like is this just something minuscule that is annoying that you want to do? Like, And I mean, it it can't be like pay somebody to do your clothes or fix your food because that's like something actors do. I'm talking about something minuscule that you don't like to do that you would pay somebody to do like clipping your toenails, brushing your teeth or, you know, like putting butter on your toast, you know, what is something minuscule that you would pay somebody to do? Um, you know, I probably have somebody give me a pedicure, um, just cause I'm not very flexible. But that's something you pay somebody to do anyway, Sophia. Come on. Well, A, I'm cheap. Uh, like, B, I who do everything a... myself. <laughs> so, are you telling me that you give yourself pedicures? You don't pay to have pedicures done already? Yeah. Well, I mean, my idea of a pedicure is cutting my toenails uh. and making sure I don't have any hangnails or ingrown stuff. So, you'd pay somebody to do that? I'd pay somebody to do it, yeah. Okay, so I was thinking long and hard about this today. And to me... Like, if I just had, you know, Prince Zamunda money where I could pay people to throw rose petals at my feet if I wanted to, I would pay somebody to where every time I come home, I didn't have to carry anything from my car to the house. They would unlock the door for me. That that would be it. Because it seems like I've always got something that I have to bring from the car to the house and, like, my hands are always super full. I'm always dropping something at the door to try to unlock the, you know, unlock the lock. And I just get so pissed off. I would pay somebody to do that shit for me if I was just uber rich. You know what I mean? Well, if I was uber rich, the other thing I'd have them do, um, and this is because my love for coffee 
knows no bounds is have a cup of coffee at my bedside the moment I wake up. Well, see, Ashley should do that for you anyway if she loves you so much, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she she had to get up before me. See? Oh, so you get up before her? Yeah, I'm usually up at 4.30 to get my training in. So you're bringing coffee to her in bed then, right? No, no, I'm doing my training. And what's wrong with y'all? So we, we both mostly work from home, so she'll sleep until 5.55 to log into computer at 6. Right. So she doesn't really have <laughs> no time for her coffee making. So when it's 6 o'clock, I'm coming in for my training. Right. And then getting ready for work. Right. So y'all just need an automatic coffee thing. Just set it up at night before you go to bed. I have one, but I don't do that. See, and here's a life hack. That's why I need somebody to do it for me. (laughs) It it is annoying when you've already, you've been watching TV on the couch and you're like falling asleep and you're like, shit, I got to go fix the coffee pot so it'll be ready in the morning. That is annoying as hell. But like, here's a life hack. And I don't know how your kitchen's set up, but put your coffee pot as close to the sink as possible. And instead of filling up the pitcher of water and pouring it into the coffee maker, use the sprayer on the sink and just put it into the coffee pot and just watch the line on the side and just fill it up with the sprayer on the sink. It makes it so much more easier. Okay. That's life hack right there. I mean, because the annoying part about fixing the coffee pot is filling the pitcher up with water and then pouring it in there slow because if you pour it in there too fast, it's going to drip off the bottom of the pot. Use the sprayer. It's it's the best idea I ever come up with. Well, I got one of those removable tanks, so I just take out the tank, go fill it up. Oh, so you got a Keurig? Um, It's a Ninja. Oh, it's a fancy coffee maker. Well, that's not too that bad. I, I, coffee. I got one of those cheap ones where you have to fill up the glass pot. But I like those. Oh, we had one of those for a while. Yeah. But, yeah. But man. I drink a lot of coffee. And the little four-cup pot was not enough. Uh, yeah, I gotta, you got to get a 12. you got to get a 12-cup. Yeah. On the weekends, man, like just hanging out around the house, I'll drink a 12-cup pot of coffee by myself. Easy. Easy yeah, peasy. I'll go through half. Yeah, man. It's, it's easy to do, especially if you got a big coffee pot. I mean, coffee mug. It's like yeah. you'll put like three cups in that thing before you know it. All right, Sophia. I'm out of questions, and we've gone like an hour and 15 minutes. This could be your best interview yet. I think so. I mean, I've had a fun time. I hope you've had a fun time. And uh, so is there anything you want to add Um, where people can follow no. you at? And stalk you? Well, I'm always on the Discord. Always. I'm mostly on the Discord. Mostly. Which is bit.ly slash OCR chat or something like that. (laughs) Um, I was like, damn, she knows what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you you like butchered it that one time. Did I? Yep. A mess in a podcast. Yeah. I was like, that's not the address. I don't know. Just OCR, um, Discord. I mean, it should come up, right, if you search for it. Uh, 
I never had to search for it. I just put the address in. Yeah, somebody sent me the invite link, I believe. So it just went right in. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm it, on Instagram too, but I don't really post a whole lot. Why not? But it's OCR Honk underscore Sophia S O F I A. You should post more. I should, but I'm not. I don't think I'm very exciting outside of OCR. Or my dogs. If you guys want to see my dogs, post about my dogs. Well, you should post more. You should, like, uh, share, like, your coolest picture you get from a Spartan race like everybody does. Fire Jump Fridays <laughs> and Metal Mondays. Come on, Sophia. Metal Mondays and Women Crush Wednesdays. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like... I mean, how can you be an OCR honk and not do Metal Mondays and Fire Jump Fridays? Come on. Well, if I get 10 new followers from <laughs> this podcast, I will post something. Well, we got six listeners, so and you're one of them, so that's going to be that's a hard wish there. So. Well, I guess we got we to gotta advertise your podcast more then. I guess so. It's cool, though. I have fun. That's all that matters. So, you're going to Carolina, right? I will not be at Carolina. I will be at San Francisco that weekend. Oh, that's right, because you're doing that Golden Gate race, right? Yeah. With Jason Wong. With Jason Wong. That'd be cool. After that, I'll be at Central Florida. That'd be cool. Well, I guess I won't see you until next year. What was that? What was that? I said, Jinx, I said, I guess I won't see you until next year then. Yeah, you won't see me in person, but you'll see me on the Discord. Of course, every 30 seconds. Except from 8 to 4.30. You're not doing Discord while you're working out in the mornings, are you? No, but I do check. I need to stop. I'm addicted. (laughs) Are you like discording in between sets? No. No. Kirk would get on to you. Yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I'm sure he doesn't. (laughs) Uh, Well, you have fun at Atlanta. Yeah, and have fun uh, out there with Jason Wong. That would be cool. I would love to go out there and just run a a race with Jason Wong. He's so cool. He's fast. Yeah, he is. You think you could beat him? Hell no. Did you see what he just did on a half marathon? An hour and 20 minutes? That's insane. It's like six you minute could, mile pace or some shit. You could you could be him. Hell you no. Just, you gotta get stop eating that cake. Thanks, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you gold. I'm gonna go gold. sit in the closet and cry now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to some heavy metal. Did you see that I had three birthday cakes for my birthday? No. Did you show us that you had three birthday cakes for your birthday? I made a post about it. So, my mom made me a strawberry cake, and Leanne made me a pina colada cake, because that's like one of my favorites, too. It's super good. If you ever want a really good cake, it's a pina colada cake. It is so good. You put like a can of a cream cream of coconut is in the cake. It is so good. It's awesome. It doesn't have alcohol in it, so don't get your hopes up. And then we went to her mom's house. Because her mom, uh, to Leanne's mom's house, and then she made like a chocolate cake because she didn't know if we were going to already eat that pina colada cake. 
And so she made a cake too, and it was like a chocolate peanut butter hybrid cake. So I ate probably like five pounds of cake, I'm sure. It was so good. Yeah, I usually just get a donut for my birthday. What's the fun in that? Donuts are like breakfast. Donuts are the best. They are the best. Especially from Krispy Kreme. (laughs) (laughs) When the hot glaze is on (laughs) it. Those look good. Those look good. All right, Sophia, I won't hold you up any longer. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Why do you go by, is Sophia your name or is Anna your name? Because I noticed you, your race sign-ups are Anna. Uh, well, they're both my name. I just I go by my middle name because my mom named me after her. So what is her name, Sophia or Anna? Her, her name is Anna, Anna and my name is Anna. So it's, and it's very confusing in a house with two Annas. Oh, is Ashley Anna too? No, 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 like when about, I was growing up. Ah, uh, gotcha. I mean, I would call her mom, and my brothers and sisters would call her mom. Right. But if my if my dad would say Anna, he'd be like, huh? Both of y'all would perk up, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've always gone by my middle name. Did you oh, ever... Except my ID says Anna. Did you watch The Walking Dead? I watched the first couple seasons, but then I gave up on it. I know, like, every time I, 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 I see your name... Or, or, you know, hear the name Sophia. All I think about is Daryl walking around in the woods. And it was either the second. It was the second season, I think. And he's just yelling for that little girl that's missing. Sophia! Sophia! Do you remember that episode? You have to go back and watch it. Well, after I finish all the other shows, maybe I'll go back and watch it. What shows are you watching right now that are good? Well... I like some trashy TV sometimes, so I'm watching Below Deck. Um, I like watching The Mass Singer, which came back. Oh, this is um, like reality TV stuff. I like trashy TV, <laughs> but I, I also like 911 and Big Sky. Big Sky just started up again, and right. I'm waiting for Yellowstone to start back up. See, I don't have the Paramount channel, so I haven't watched none of Yellowstone, and everybody says, oh, man, you hadn't seen that. It's so good. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's pretty good, but, yeah, now they made it where you got to buy it. So That's crazy. Have you seen Everything's tra- a subscription. Did you see the trailer to uh, the prequel to Game of Thrones? I have not seen it. So I heard it's, about it. It, they say it's a prequel, but it's like 200 years before Game of Thrones, and it's based off of the House of Targaryen, so it looks really cool, you know. But anyway. Yeah, I might, I might wait to watch the whole thing once all of it comes out. I feel like um, that's the best way to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's Nowadays, a hard show to you just binge stuff anyways. Right. I agree. Well, anyway, Sophia, I've really enjoyed this chat. And uh, like I said, uh, good luck to the rest of your races this year. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at a race next year. And we do Tough Mudder together in Atlanta. Yes, we're going to do Tough Mudder. We'll, we'll hold hands and skip. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Sophia, you have a good evening. You too. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Sophia again for taking time to talk to us. I want to thank everybody that came up to me at Savage Weekend Before Last and for coming up to me in Nashville and saying that they enjoy the podcast and the interviews and stuff. And it it means a lot. And I just want to 
take the time to tell you that I appreciate it. Uh, Nashville was a great race. Uh, Garfield Griffiths did that race. Any race he uh, is the RD at is always a great race. It doesn't matter where the venue is, he will make a great race out of a bad venue. Not saying that this was a bad venue, but it was a flatter venue. There was a hill at the beginning of the race, which he did great with it. We went for flat running for a little more than a quarter of a mile, and then we went straight up this hill, went over the six or seven foot wall, then come back down it and hit a little bit of technical running, then went back up the hill. Then we hit the sandbag, which was cool, because I can't remember a race where we had a heavy carry within the less than the first mile. And I just thought it was cool to have a heavy carry up front. That was really neat. But the coolest part about this venue was, and he said it in the, in the live Q&A on Friday, <clears throat> or was it Thursday? Thursday. He said that when they went out there and pre-planned for this race, there was a creek out there, and he was going to run us through this creek. But when they went to set up the race, this creek was completely dry. So and we probably didn't run through. We might have run a mile or three-quarters of a mile, maybe, through this dry creek bed, but it was awesome. I mean, just all these rocks everywhere, and it was just technical running. And it was just cool. And then we come out of it, and I think we did either Beater or, no, Bender and maybe the box. And then we went back into it for some more running, and it was awesome. I just, that part of the, the course was awesome. It was only on the super part, too. But there was a cool little rocky section right after Z-Wall on both races, too, which was fun. And the rocks all had that green moss on it, which, you know, made it really slippery, too. It was cool. It was a cool venue. It was a good time. The rain come in and kind of made everything muddy and wet. It made it hard to get out of the parking lot for sure. But uh, it was a great venue. It was a great race. Um, I, I had a good time there this past weekend. But uh, but anyway, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, my next race will be at Atlanta. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So if you see me out there, come up to me and say what's up. And uh, we'll see you at the next race. Peace. Peace.